right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Movie Talks and Chill. I'm actually going to hold off on this for a second <laughs> and not say we are your host because today we are missing Mr. Gavin. Yeah, um, Gavin has passed away. No, <laughs> don't say that. That's horrible. <laughs> this is our in memoriam episode. <laughs> now, unfortunately, the past couple weeks we've all uh, had a bunch of different things come up and we've had When trouble. it rains, it pours. Yeah, we've and had with tr- all of us. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but Gavin just recently had a birthday, yeah. and so he had preset plans, and he had some other stuff come up. So, unfortunately, um, well, for, fortunately for him, he made it another year, so yeah. he's still alive. But uh, he will not be with us today, but he will be back. Uh, uh, in a couple episodes. Yeah, we may have a, a, a filling guest next week, uh, just with time, time constraints. We couldn't fill that in today. But today, we are your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. And I am Patrick Wall. <laughs> All right. And Gavin, if you're listening, I'm sorry I said you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> we promise you're not. <laughs> Well, I don't know how last night went. He may want to die at this yeah, point. Right. He may be feeling like he that. was doing sober January. And he's like until my birthday, and then he partied apparently last night. Dun dun dun! <laughs> kind of want to call him and just see what happens. Yes. So happy birthday, Gavin! Happy belated birthday! Hope you had fun. Um, but for this episode, we're gonna be just kind of doing a little chill, relax, one-on-one talk, yes. um, just about whatever movies or whatever we want to talk about. So I do have something I want to bring up. Um, and that is, I recently watched, uh, came across a movie and how I came across it was, I'm not going to say it's the most interesting story in the world because it's <laughs> not, uh, but the movie is called Chef and it was written, directed and starring John Favreau. Okay. And it's got, it's got quite a few people in it. It's got John Leguizamo in it and it's got, uh, I can't remember her name, but her actual name, but she plays the, the hot Spanish mom on Modern Family. Oh, uh, Sofia Vergara. Vergara, yeah. I, 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 I knew it was like Vergara or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's got all them in it, and it's got quite a few other people in it. <clears throat> and the basic premise of the movie is that John Favreau is a chef at a restaurant. And he's been working at this, he was like... The top tier chef, he was like the rising star throughout. It's like based in or was based in Miami, and he was like a rising star. Like everybody wanted him. Well, he's gotten this job at this uh, restaurant where he runs the kitchen, and he's the head chef there. And Dustin Hoffman plays the owner of the restaurant. Yeah, I'm lo- I just IMDb'd it. And I'm looking at this cast, and this is all star cast. Yeah. It's got Robert Downey Jr., yep, he, Scarlett Johansson, yep, Scarlett Joe's in it. Yeah, Dustin Hoffman, John Leguizamo, um, Sofia Vergara, Oliver Platt. Yep, he's in it. Yep. And, and so basically he's doing this restaurant, but he, <clears throat> the restaurant keeps making the same thing over and over again. And he's basically in charge of the menu. Well, they have a critic coming and he's a very creative cook. Like he wants to get back to his roots, kind of get in a little bit of a rut. He's got his son. He's divorced with his wife. His wife in the movie is Sevilla Vergara. Oh, okay. And, but they're divorced and he has a son named Percy. And he's kind of like, doesn't Jackson? see that much. No, not Percy Jackson. Um, and he doesn't see him that much, but when he does, it's like he's just constantly in work mode because, you know, as a, as a chef, as a major chef, hmm. that's your that's your life, <clears throat> just like any big career. And so there's a critic coming who knew him as an up-and-coming Is the chef. critic Oliver Platt? Platt? Yep. Okay, because he can play a good critic. And he, he's basically, he wants to do, like, he wants to get creative with his cooking. Like, he's very creative, but he's kind of held by the constraints of the owner of the restaurant, which hmm. is Dustin Hoffman. I think his name is Riva in the movie. And, uh, so, anyway... It is. Yeah, Reva. <laughs> so, he basically... Reva's, like, refusing to let him... He wants him to stick to traditional dishes. He's like, it knows they work. We make a lot of money. We're the... You know, we make the most money at all the restaurants in the area. And he's like, it's the same stuff, blah, blah, blah. So, anyway, he has to conform because he's not the owner. And he butts heads, but he makes the traditional menu and he gets panned hmm. by the critic. 
that it was like just so regular mm-hmm. and plain and blah blah blah. So he gets like pissed and it goes into a whole Twitter battle and blah 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 and then he ends up basically just making a a big Twitter accidental Twitter feed about ranting about what the guy <laughs> tweeted about him and it gets worse and he wants to make and he challenges him back there <clears throat> to come back through Twitter by accident. He think he just direct messaged it to mm-hmm. him. And it ended up, because he doesn't know how to use Twitter that well, and his son sees it, he's like, no, it went to the public, and all his co-workers see it. John Leguizamo is one of the cooks that works with him. <clears throat> and so anyway, it turns into a big debacle. He doesn't get to make his food. He gets challenged. He basically almost gets fired, and then he has to leave, and they serve him. The next chef, the sous chef, takes over as head chef, and that's not John Leguizamo, but he makes the traditional menu. And Oliver Platt, is, as the critic pans him again, and he sees it, and he goes off his fucking rails and goes into a restaurant, makes a huge <laughs> scene, he goes viral, basically ends up leaving, and then decides he's got to get back to what he loves doing. So with basically credit cards maxed out and everything, uh, he meets up with uh, Robert Downey Jr., who is his Sophia Varga, is, you know, is, is yeah. John, is, um, John Favreau's ex-wife. Well, that was his her first ex-husband. Oh, okay. was him, but he's like got money and all this stuff, and so he basically... <laughs> He gets him a truck, like an old food truck. Oh, okay. It's an old broken down one, but he's got to fix it up. So the story, or the movie goes by the story of, it's like a reconnection with his passion. Mm. So he gets his food truck. John Leguizamo joins him. They start making all this Cuban food. He starts getting back to being creative the way he wants to. He brings his son on the road with him because he's on a break from school, and it's allowing him to kind of connect with his son. And he just becomes, like, big by it. And, you know, it's, it's a good movie. So okay. it turned out to be very, very good. Uh, his son utilizes, basically handles all their social media stuff to kind of get them get them out there. But they got to get the, the food truck from, like, one location to the next. So they're basically just stopping in all these areas. And uh, so that's the premise of the movie, <clears throat> is that he refines his passion and goes back to basics. It's loosely based off a story of a guy that John Favreau had met. It was this chef. I think his name's, like, Roy Choi, I think, or Chai. And... Um, that's kind of like Roy's story is Roy was a young chef and it was back when food trucks were just kind of starting. It wasn't a big mm. thing and he got into it and he quit his job at his restaurant and he started doing his food truck. And so it's basically kind of loosely based on that. But then John Favreau added like different family aspects and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And, and uh, so he approached that guy, Roy, and he said, listen, you know, he needs help. He wanted to make sure that everything looked authentic, like how he was cooking meals, how it would actually look, how mm. you actually do it. Because <clears throat> there's a lot of close-ups in a movie. It's very independent, indie done. Like it's a lot of close-ups of like chopping. You see, you know okay. how the food's being prepared. Really looks good too. Um, <laughs> I mean, we live in Tampa Bay, Florida, so yeah. Cuban sandwiches are part of our yep. diet. And it's he makes one of the major the, yeah. food groups here. <laughs> and he makes all this other stuff. So apparently, the guy, <clears throat> the chef who now owns a bunch of or owns other restaurants, and he's like pretty well up there in the in the chef community of, of known well-known people. Um. You know, he approached him, asked him, you know, show him techniques. So the guy was like, you know, I'll do it. If you're serious about it, he helped him. So he basically was his creative consultant on how to make the food, what to do. He sent him off to a culinary academy, I think, in France or something, or in England or something. Oh, wow. <clears throat> for like a month or two to so he could kind of get a little bit of skills on his own. Because he want, John Favreau wanted to actually do it. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I, I get that. But they're a local, <laughs> like... I know you're John Favreau, and you clearly got a lot of money. <laughs> but if you're just doing this for research for a role, there's probably a cooking class two minutes away from where well, you Well, that live. was more what Roy sent him to. Oh, He okay. said, if you want to do it, you, you, we got to do this right. So he basically didn't make him go through, like, a whole thing, but he made him go for, like, a month or two or a couple months. 
And one of the, probably one of the most <laughs> prestigious cooking culinary in France. Probably. <laughs> and so he learned a lot, and it was pretty cool. And then <clears throat> throughout the movie, there's, like, different cameos of people. <clears throat> and I never didn't really know them, but apparently they're all, like, pretty well-known, like, chefs. Oh. Or cooks, and they all do different things. Well, that's the movie. That's kind of this backstory. But how I found out about it... <clears throat> well, I Googled it. It's on HBO Max. Okay. And... But I didn't find it there. Yeah. I found it. Well, I ended up being on the Plex. Oh. So I'm like, I looked all over where to find this movie, but after I discovered it. So mm. how I discovered it was this. <clears throat> I was on Netflix. Flight. I was on Netflix watching some stuff, and I came across uh, this uh, series about cooking. It was it was uh, interesting stories about. Um, I think it's called uh, the like the cooking table barbecue edition. Okay. <clears throat> and basically, it's all these. Pe- it's a few different stories about these specific people, but it's how they mastered the craft of barbecue in their own way and, like, in different regions, but it goes into their whole life story, how this actually affects them, how they how their cooking and their lifestyle has affected the communities that yeah. they're in. And there's a lot of great backstory to it. <coughs> so I got really intrigued with it. So after watching that, I started find, looking for all these other, like, cooking documentary-type mm-hmm. shows, and I came across uh, one called um, uh, The Chef's Table or something, or, or, or The Chef's Something. And so I was like, what the fuck's this? Mm. It has, like, a logo of a pizza on it. So I'm like, oh, I like pizza. <clears throat> and it ends up being John Favreau. And oh. he's going around, and he's... But that's why it's called The Chef Something. It's Or The Chef Show. Oh, okay. That's what it's called. But it's him and the guy Roy going around making all these dishes, meeting different people. And there's, like, some celebrity guest stars on it. But they talk... The whole premise is they talk about the, the movie Chef. Oh, okay. And that's how I found out, because the movie came out in 2014, but in 2014, I was the Marvel thing was, it, it still yeah. was blowing up, but back then it was like really, really in the height of being big, you know, yeah. it was building up to Avengers. Yeah, that was, I think know. that was around the same time as Civil War and Age of Ultron yeah. and all that. Yeah, stuff. so it was building up to the big Infinity War thing, so yeah. that everybody's focus was on that. <clears throat> and so, and this was an indie film, so it didn't have a wide release. Uh, but I was like, 2014, because even the show that I'm watching on Netflix mm. is like came out in like 2018 or 2019 or something. But, yeah, it's him and him, and he's talking about it, but it's him and Roy, and they meet other chefs, like, <clears throat> uh, Wolf, like they go to Wolfgang, Wolfgang Puck's place. Yeah. Uh, they have, like, Seth Rogen on there, Bill Burr, uh, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. They, oh, okay. they do stuff with her, um, but he talks about it. But it's interesting, because you think, like, in Chef, he was able to get those certain people, because he got Robert Downey in there, he got Scarlett Johansson, mm. <clears throat> all part of that Marvel universe that he was in. And, uh, but that's how I discovered that the movie existed. Oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, because in some episodes, he's like, yeah, when we were doing Chef, and they have one episode that's specifically called the Chef's Food episode or something along those lines, mm. and it's basically they are making all the dishes that they made in the movie. Oh, okay. But it's basically just a culinary show, <laughs> starring John Favreau and Roy, and they, but... I mean, he really talks about how, how into it he got and how interesting it was, so as soon as I saw that, I was like, look up Chef. Try to find Chef. Mm. And... It was on everything that I didn't have. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to see if it's on Plex. Because I've gone through Plex so many times. And it's just such a simple logo. I guess I just didn't know. I'm like, it's right there. And so I got to watch the movie. But that's my almost 12-minute long spiel on, on the movie. Oh, it's really You've convinced me to watch it. And it's very good. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to have a whole lot of time in the coming next couple of weeks. But when I finally settle down into my new apartment... And the one thing I don't want to move is like, oh, movie time. Like, yep. We're not leaving this couch for three days. Yep. I'll work from here if I have to. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but it is on HBO Max, and I'll check it out. But it does sound like a movie I have to watch at least, very least, not super baked, because then I'll yeah. just want to go eat everything in my. Yeah, kitchen. you'll stop what you're doing, watch, watch it, and start making it. You'll yeah. try to duplicate. I don't even things. like green peppers. Why am I adding this to my dish? Because <laughs> it's but delicious. I, I do like green peppers. <laughs> the moment he throws spinach into a dish is when I turn it off, though. <laughs> but it's yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it, and uh, I'm you know probably gonna watch it again. Yeah, I'll check it out. It does. Your description and just reading on IMDb, it does sound like an interesting movie. Yeah. And the Twitter battle thing reminds me of the one of my favorite shows called Veep. Okay, yep. Uh, um, and there's an episode where, like, oh, the president just sent out a tweet. And everyone, like, her like, senior staff goes, the president is tweeting. They all just dart down the White House <laughs> just trying to, like, get the phone out of her hand. Because she was trying to, like, sex tweet, like, a private message oh, to God. someone. That, and she's, like, the sitting United States president. And she's, like putting that out into the air (laughs) (laughs) so that like i'm i really enjoy that show and just from that comment alone makes me think i'm genuinely going to enjoy this movie oh yeah (laughs) yeah because when he when he goes on his ramp people start videoing and they start posting and he goes viral yeah but it's like it's just really good to watch because like i said number one we all know i'm a big indie fan yeah it it was indie done and that's what john said he's like he had just gotten done making you know being part of you know He'd done Iron Man in 2008. You know, he's been part of, you know, with Spider-Man Homecoming and all this other stuff. You know, all these movies. Probably around the same time he was starting to work on The Mandalorian. Probably, yeah. And, or at least pre-production. Cause yeah. Because that didn't hit until the pandemic, which was 2020. And he's had other big hits, too. And he's like, he wanted to kind of go back to... It was kind of almost a reflection on his character in the movie. Like, he wanted to go back to his roots, something simple. Hmm. You know, just not a bunch of big studios over his head. You know, he could just kind of do do a little indie film and <clears throat> do it his way and just enjoy doing it. So it was actually, it kind of mirrored the character in the movie as okay. to what he was doing in real life with the actual movie. Okay, that's cool. So, but yeah, I'll definitely have to check it out. Very good. <laughs> nice. Um, so you talked about the movie that you watched, and this was a new movie to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say that I've watched any new movies to me, but I did rewatch a movie I haven't seen in a very long time, and it's called Paycheck. Ah, Ben Affleck. Yes. Um, ben Affleck, Uma Thurman, uh, Aaron Eckhart. Um, I'm a big Aaron Eckhart fan. I've always let since I saw Thank You for Smoking, like yep. I've just been a fan of his. And I forgot he played the bad guy in that movie. Um, and I was watching the opening credits, and that movie is a John Woo movie? Mm-hmm. And now that I like look through the eyes, like I've seen a lot of John Woo movies, I was like, Okay, I don't know how I didn't recognize John Woo before. <laughs> this is a very John Woo movie. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the motorcycle scene in the construction site. I was like, yeah, John Woo came up with that. Like, uh, he walked up, he woke up and chose that scene. That's what, I got a dream about a motorcycle, and that's what we're doing today. Uma, get your ass on it. <laughs> um, but it's, it got pained in the reviews for some reason. Uh, not some reason. It's not John Woo's best. It's not even Ben Affleck's best. Yeah. Um, but it's just a fun movie. I like it. Um, he gives up $96 million for an assortment of things. And, like, very early on, you figure out, like, he gave himself these things to, you know, not die. Yeah. Because the whole Aaron Eckert was going to kill him. Mm-hmm. But he's, like, he puts on the glasses. Oh, I can see through the fog. Oh, I have a pack of cigarettes. I don't even smoke. But the FBI guy smokes. And he sets off the fire to, uh, alarm. <laughs> so it's really cool to see. And they're innocuous items. Like, one of them is a crossword puzzle. That's okay. half filled in. The other one's a quarter. Um, the other one's sunglasses. Um, and you're like, how the hell are you going to use all of this stuff to, you know, not die and take down an evil corporation? And you wind up doing <laughs> it. And 
the premise of the movie is um, Ben Affleck is an engineer. And he's hired by major corporations to backward engineer something that they come up with. Okay. And so they can make their own version or a better version. But the thing is, since this is so secretive and corporate espionage they yeah. erase Ben Affleck's mind. And Sounds about right. Yeah. And um, so he was under for three years. And so while you're also trying to figure out how these innocuous items are going to help Ben Affleck get away... You're also learning a little bit of, like, what the hell happened in the past three years. Okay. So, spoilers if you haven't seen the movie since... from 2004. You find out that while he was under for three years, he fell in love with Uma Thurman. They were living together. Um, you found out what he was building for Aaron Eckhart, which was not a time travel machine, but a time viewer machine. Okay. So, the theory is that <clears throat> Albert Einstein... Possibly, you can't travel back in time, but if you can bend light, you can actually see into the future or the past. Um, and Ben Affleck creates a machine that does this. And he finds out that Aaron Eckhart is basically going to become a supervillain, so he try he needs to shut down the device. And he leaves himself clues on how to do that. So, like, one of the clues that you don't find to later in the movies, when he sends himself this bag of innocuous items, there's one more stamp than there was needed to send to him. Mm. And that stamp was basically, like, a microfilm that he uses a <coughs> little piece of a magnifying glass to look at it. And he's like, oh, my God, that's the next clue. So it's really cool to see how they came up with, like, all right, you've got a magnifying glass and an extra stamp. What do you do? Mm. <laughs> and he kind of just stumbles upon it. But the reason why he knows... To send him all this stuff is because he used machines. Like, oh, I need something to get out of that situation when I'm in it. Let's give me a pack of cigarettes. That'll be fine. <laughs> and it's really interesting to see how he could figure out uh, what to do with it on the okay. fly. Um, I do, I do remember the movie, but it has been a while since I've seen yeah. it. Yeah, um, it's a, it's a fun <clears throat> movie. Don't go into it thinking like, oh my god, this is gonna be Ben Affleck's best performance ever. That'd be like walking into the Justice League saying, yeah. this is gonna be Ben Affleck's greatest performance <laughs> ever. Um. But it got panned in the reviews, um, and I think you said it yourself, Kevin Smith um, criticized this, like, it's aptly named because that's all it was to Ben Affleck. Yep, yep. And you can kind of <laughs> see, like, this wasn't his greatest performance. Like, Daredevil was almost better than this. Oh. Almost. Oh. <laughs> Daredevil is still pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Ooh. Yeah. Said almost. Uh, almost. <laughs> yeah. But he almost <laughs> has, like, the same deadpan expression, half like, for most of the film. Um, that's, that's Ben Affleck pretty... Pretty much, though. He's kind of yeah. like we've talked about some of those actors that have the same... They're just the same person. Yeah. Like, you know, like your Nicolas Cage's and, you know, stuff Jeff like Goldblum. That. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, his it's, famous it's, range. It's Ben Affleck. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so I watched that. It's a really good film. And it's not like, like you know what? I'm going to sit down and watch a movie. It's like, I'm bored. I'm just like, oh, Paychecks on Amazon Prime. Let's watch this. Mm. And it's because they bought MGM, so now MGM Plus is on Amazon. Everybody's got a, their own station now. Like, yeah. I've noticed that it's just coming up with, just add Plus to it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we could be like Movie Talks and Chill Plus. Yeah. <laughs> That's our, our Patreon. Premium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> so I got to, and I came across this too as you were talking, because I was, as we were discussing, I said, hey, I'm talking about this movie I came across that I ended up really loving. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I recently traveled to Phoenix for, for my regular day job. Or actually, it was a kind of a night job at this one. <laughs> and on my way back, so I'm flying American, and they have the in-flight entertainment stuff. So, you know, so I started, I'm like, well, it's a four-hour flight, so I try to find something. Usually, it's TV shows you've already seen a million times, and, you know, yeah, movies. Yeah, when but... I traveled to Boston a couple of years ago, I was on Delta, and I watched a few episodes of How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. 
so this one though was uh, I came across and I'm like I've seen this I've seen this there were a couple new movies but I didn't really I'd either already seen them or didn't really care to but one I came across which ended up being a really big mistake I mean good in a way that I know now to mm. tell you and warn everybody <laughs> not to watch but it's called Maneater and it's about it's a shark movie why have I heard of that <clears throat> movie um, was it made for TV on the Sci-Fi Channel I it it looks like it could have been but <laughs> it was, it's not like Sharknado like you mean that's a good movie? No, no, no. I mean, no. Sharknado, I think, is bad. But at least Sharknado goes into it saying, "We know this is bad. We're gonna make bad bad." This movie was made by somebody who was a huge Jaws fan. You could tell in the movie, and I'll give you reasons why. But they had people like really trying to act hard, like they oh. were really like trying. Like these are people who you've never seen before, and they're like, "This is my big break," mm. and it is bad. <laughs> It is like literally like they don't put their own spin like as I'm hearing their words it's literally you can actually almost read like the words on the script it's almost mm. like they're just reading it but trying to add like some kind of emotion to it but it's so fake and so forced you can tell yeah um you see that a lot <laughs> in like old video games from like the late 90s mm. when they were first transitioning to CDs instead of cartridges so they were allowed to put like actual actors and green screens and everything into yeah. and there are a couple of big names. Jeff Goldblum's actually in one of them, along with um, um, Isabella Rossellini. Okay. In the same one. But there's also a lot of people that they just hired, you know, to be in this game. And there are a couple of people who are like, they're going to act the hell out of this, aren't they? And sure enough, like, you thought this was your big break, right? You just died from a mummy's ring. Yeah. <laughs> in a children's video game. You don't have to make this a 10 minute long death. <laughs> well, the thing that I hated about this movie. <clears throat> and I watched the whole thing, so I gotta give... Before you continue, I go- I went on IMD and I found Maneater. Mm-hmm. I don't believe I found the movie you're talking about. No, probably not. A this young is... woman looking for self-expression in a variety of sexual relationships. No, that's not this one. No, from 1999. Just type in Maneater shark movie, and you'll probably find the right one. And that's one. the poster for this Yeah, one. no, that's not this one. <laughs> that probably would have been better than this movie. Uh, but no, this one was... It's, it's basically... I'll tell you why, but it's like you take it. How I took it was as I'm watching it, I could almost see a person who is a diehard Jaws fan who said, I want to make a movie about a shark <clears throat> and I want to kind of make it to be the next Jaws. <laughs> and they tried. I'll give them that much. And they got somebody, and I hope they didn't put their own money into it. And I, I feel bad for the person who put money up for it. But basically, the story is this it starts out with this. Guy and girl, I think they're like in Hawaii or on some kind of island or something. And that's how much I paid attention to it. I didn't even <laughs> recognize what island they were on. But his daughter is a surfer. She goes out swimming while she gets eaten alive by a shark. That's okay. the beginning of the movie. So <clears throat> this movie is the girl's father. You know, she didn't have a mother. He lost his, her, you know, his wife. His daughter now got eaten by a shark. But he's basically, they, they basically try to take a Quint character from Jaws mm-hmm. and put that into the father. This father character, but now the father's on vengeance to get this shark. Like nobody's doing, you know, the police. I read that so book much. in high school. It's called Moby Dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's like so. He's almost treating it as if like the shark knows what's going on. Like the plot is so fucking twisted, and then it pans over, and then they so go to a... Jaws, Moby Dick, and the um, Deep Blue or um... the Meg or Deep Blue Sea or whatever yeah, the hell. Along yeah. with uh, Samuel Jackson. <laughs> yeah, Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> where they genetically make the sharks smarter. Yeah. <laughs> but this one was even worse than that because it's just a shark. It's out there. It's like, well, they're normally the sharks aren't in these type of waters and blah, blah, blah. And they're trying, you know, he's meets his old, like, 
biology professor cuts to him the father going in to meet him and he's like he happens to talk about sharks and happens to talk about the one shark that just ate his daughter that's not mm-hmm. in these waters and they're having a serious well they're attempting to have this serious conversation it's serious to them but you look at it it's so badly written mm-hmm. that it's just like you listen he's like this thing's out for blood and mm-hmm. he's like I don't know how we could possibly have something like that here. And he's like, what are you going to do about it, Bob? Don't do anything crazy. It killed my daughter. <laughs> uh, it's like, that's how bad it is. Like, I think that performance, <laughs> what I just did in both parts, probably beat out there. <laughs> and then it cuts to a group of friends that are on vacation. The girl was supposed to be on her honeymoon. And there's something I wonder what's going to happen guy. here. And the whole group of friends, none of them are dating each other, but they're all just friends and they're taking her out to kind of get over her, like losing her fiance. I, I think he like left her or something. Or mm-hmm. they, and so they hire this um, uh, this boat charter. It's this captain. It's this goofy motherfucker. And they and they try to point him out in the movie. Like they highlight him for some reason, even though he's like a nobody in the character in the movie. But him and his wife are doing this boat charter. So they all take him out to this island. And they're like, oh, just stay in the island and blah blah blah. I know we got sharks over here, and he's taking them to see the sights, and nobody knows about this island. So obviously, that's a good plot point. Nobody mm-hmm. knows about the island really, so it'd be hard to find him if something right. happened. So he lets him go out there. One guy happens to cut his hand, and the guy freaks out. The the captain guy, and he's like, "Don't go in the water with that." <laughs> I'm just saying. It's like okay, another stupid plot point. Like somehow he knew that <laughs> this shit was gonna happen. There's weird fucking relationships. The captain, the one girl who just got dumped by her fiancé or left her fiancé, and the captain, even though his wife is sitting right next to him, they have, like, this flirtatious thing going on, and they're, like, all of a sudden connecting on a major level within three minutes of conversation that is really not that deep, but somehow they've made this connection. <laughs> like, that's that's the movie. Like, there's all these connections going on. You're getting on. visibly and audibly <laughs> upset about it. It's, it's <laughs> bad. <laughs> and then, of course... I'm gonna have to reel you back. You're talking very fast and you're jittering. <laughs> so... People basically get eaten because gets. he's like, stay on the island. We'll stay out here on the boat. Obviously, something happens on the boat. He jumps in the water, gets eaten by the shark. The wife gets pulled in, gets eaten by the shark. It's a man-eater. It's out <laughs> for blood. The girl, the main character, blonde girl, who basically is like, kind of looks like a younger version of Cameron Diaz. So that's the only decent part about the movie. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, so she's like the one of the last ones left. Uh, there's one of the friends that got his leg eaten off and... She's in pre-med, so luckily no. she had a first aid kit and could tourniquet him until he got help. And she starts radioing, and it goes back to the father who's hunting this shark. He's yeah. out in this boat, and she's radioing because they have a radio, and she catches him, and he's like, oh, where you at? And somehow they he helps her, meets up with her. And the way they do these shots when he's getting off the boat, mm-hmm. I mean, if it was like Jason Momoa or something, this was the MCU, would be a beautiful shot. Yeah. He gets off the boat, and mind you, it's this it's, older dude with long hair, heavier set, not yeah. heavy set, but he's got a gun on him, you know, a tropical t-shirt, his and jeans. probably shot on like an iPhone 2 or yeah, something. and a shotgun, and he <laughs> jumps off the boat, and the camera does this pan-in thing where it's like just like emulating him as the hero, mm-hmm. and there's music in the background, and he's just getting off the boat. That's <laughs> all. He's just standing and has to have a shotgun. Somehow they talk, and they form a bond. So in like a matter of minutes, she's like, I want to see this motherfucking shark dead. It killed all my friends. He's like, I can't take you with me. You know, I've already sustained all this. And she's like, well, what if we did this? Do you need to need a distraction? And he's like, if I could get a couple shots off, then maybe. And she's like, all right, well, I want to see this through because I want to see that motherfucker kill all my friends die. And he's like, you know what? All right, I like you, or some <laughs> shit like that. So then he brings her on the boat. Now they've got this fucking foreign bond, and then she jumps in the water, and he's shooting the shark, and the shark finally comes up, and he's got the shotgun waiting, and he's 
blue one, and the shark is getting shot. He's jumping up, lunging at the boat. He's shooting it with the shark. He goes back, lunges back at him, keeps shooting, keeps <laughs> lunging at him. Every bullet, he keeps lunging back at him, gets pushed back until finally he shoots and it dies. The girl comes popping out of the water. They go back. She's they with make the... sweet love on the beach. No, well, I almost <laughs> thought it was like going to be like, because he like lost his daughter. She lost all her friends, so somehow they've created some bond. She's in the police station recovering later on. Fast forward, they cut to all the stuff. Doesn't tell what happened to do with no leg. Um, <laughs> and then the police are like, question, do you need someone, some counseling? And the guy, big rough and tumble, Quentin Wannabe, comes in and he's like, no, she just needs some company. And so he's talking to her and he's like, my daughter loved blueberry pancakes. Do you like blueberry pancakes? She's like, I like blueberry pancakes. He's like, well, let's go get you some blueberry. And they have this fucking thing. And it's Come like... Come back to my place. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like... <laughs> a yeah. little blueberry pancakes and ketamine. Like, yeah. <laughs> Does this smell like chloroform? <laughs> right? <laughs> so I haven't even gotten to the worst part. Oh, God. So the worst part is... I'm also... Whenever a shark attack happens in this movie, I'm picturing just like a blender in the ocean. It's just a swirling mass of water the that shark just starts attacks, oozing red. No, it's actually, the shark attacks aren't that horrible. Oh, okay. That's the only not so, it's still fake, but it's not so horrible. <laughs> you mean the ones in Jaws were real? Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, but no, it was, uh, it was the acting that was just, ugh. And uh, so at the very end, he's, fast forward, the girl's gone, she's doing living her own life back home. <clears throat> you got the old man. The father playing his guitar mm. or a little banjo on his porch by the water. And he's got his little cross set up for his daughter, which is a very sweet thing. I'm not I'm not mm. trying to, you know, down that portion of it. But all of a sudden, his old college professor friend comes up with this other dude, this, like, Asian guy. And he's <laughs> like, we need to talk. And apparently this Asian guy lives in whatever fucking country he lives in. And apparently there's some shark attacks happening that have never happened before. <laughs> and he's like... And what do you want me to do? So the race will be going to him. He's like, oh, you're a legend now. You know how to do this. Like, the guy has shot a shark with a shotgun. Yeah, it took him 10 years to do it, too. Yeah. <laughs> but it's... Now they're like... The whole conversation is if, like, this guy's like, we need your help. Like, yeah, all of a sudden, he's this all-knowing shark killer. Like, he's been doing it professionally. And then he's like, ah, you got the wrong guy. And he's like, please, sir, it killed my I'm family. Retired. My daughter. Yeah, but almost. Like, I was waiting for that to happen. I don't do that no more. It's like yesterday. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but he's like, oh, it killed my family. And, it, you know, of course, then bad acting comes around. The guy like turn, does a turn, like, seriously, like, it killed your family. Like, that killed my family, too. And then almost he, expect a lens flare, like J.J. Abrams yeah. was directing it. So the worst part comes up, and that is this. The ending line of the movie. He Please says, tell me he racks the shotgun and no, says, let's not, do that this. That would actually almost been better. That would have been like, okay, Bruce Campbell style. I could have respected that. Um, no, this is... He said to him, he's like, you got, you know, shark killed your family and blah, blah, blah. He's like, you got a boat? He's like, yeah. He's like, we're going to need a bigger one. And that's oh, the, God. Yeah, it's the very last line Jesus of the movie. Christ. And then it cuts to credits. I'm like, you jaws ripping off, motherfucker. Legally distinct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the main point. We're gonna need a bear one. It's like so. That's man eater for me. I'm also picturing if there's an Asian gentleman and say he was in Thailand. I'm almost expecting this guy to be in like Miami. So he has to take his rinky dink boat through like the Panama Canal on like a three month trip <laughs> because he's on this like little dinghy of a fishing boat, and it's taking forever because most of his like um like um cargo space is like extra fuel yeah yeah it's really just gas cans <laughs> yeah which so, come in handy if the shark happens to attack you throw the gas can in its mouth you shoot the gas and yeah. you know, blows up the shark yeah the jerry cans not yeah. the oil drums yeah. legally distinct yeah. from jaws 
but yeah, that's how bad this movie was. And I'm like, because the whole time I'm thinking, Jaws, 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 Jaws. Somebody loves Jaws. And then they said that line at the end. I'm like, you motherfucker. I kind of want to watch this movie, but <laughs> I almost wish you didn't tell me the ending line. Because the moment I finished that movie, I would have called you. and be like, Are you, what? No. <laughs> Just well, different enough for Spielberg not to sue. Like I said, the only good thing about the movie was the one girl was kind of cute. <laughs> the one girl, she kind of, I'm not saying she looks exactly like her, but she kind of had some features of her reminded me of Cameron Diaz. So I was like, all right, they're distracting from the acting. Yeah. It's like, like I said, <laughs> you, could, you could tell these people, like, they're really trying to put their heart into the acting, but it was so overacted that it was just bad. Like, I, I prefer Sharknado, like I said, because it's like, that's just bad acting, but they're doing it. They know it's bad. Yeah. And they... They're like, all right, sci-fi channel needs an original movie. Like, right, we got this one, like, perfect. Like, guys, yeah. you can free on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you know when there's purpose bad acting? Mm. Like, Velocipaster. Yeah. Mm. Like, that's on purpose. Yeah. Um, anything that uh, you know, the asylum team does. Anything that they do, that's that's purposely. Is bad. that the Toxic Avenger crew? No, that's Trauma Team. Oh, okay. The asylum is the one that rips off all the new movies coming out mm. right right before oh, they yeah, actually yeah, yeah. release. Like Transmorphers, they made right before Transformers actually came out in the theater. They put it on the shelves and the and the video store release, and people think that they're getting the, the real thing, and yeah. they end up watching this piece of shit, <laughs> which so, I watched on Netflix. Snakes one day. on a train. Never heard of that one. They they, they made it right. Right before Snakes on a Plane got released, and yeah, it's... Snakes on a Plane isn't the worst movie. Not the greatest movie, yeah. but it's... I didn't hate watching it. I hated that I paid so much money, because, you know, ticket prices for movie theaters go up all the time. I was like, oh, You saw I... in the theater? Yeah. Oh. Well, um, the soundtrack is by one of my favorite bands called Cobra Starship. Okay. So, they were in the trailer, and one of their big music videos is based around that movie. It's one of my favorite songs. Um... So I was like, oh, I really like Cobra Starship. They did the soundtrack for this yeah. movie. And it's Samuel L. Jackson, so it can't be that bad. Yeah. So I went and saw it in the movie theater. Okay. I think back at the time, I paid seven fifty, maybe $8. Did you go matinee? No. No, this like, was no. when it first came out. No, no, I mean mm. matinee. I mean, like, during the day. No, no, no. Like, that's why it wasn't as expensive. Like, it's 12 something dollars nowadays. Yeah. But it was, this was back when the movie first came out. So I went on, like, a Saturday afternoon. Oh, okay. Afternoon. Gotcha. Gotcha. But it was still relatively. I remember it was like $8 for a movie ticket. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, but then you spent $22 on food and drinks and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> on, a, on a popcorn or something. I would. I There's not too many things I wouldn't do to go back to $8 a movie ticket yeah. nowadays. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was it was bad acting. Yeah, was I, really I kind of want to see this movie, but uh, I'm now disappointed that uh, I know the ending Sorry, line. I just no. I had to I had to, if if it, I had to describe. If I had bad. seen this before you and I had heard that, I was like, I'm gonna start at the ending and then we're gonna work backwards. Yeah. <laughs> so I get why you say it, but oh my god, the movie probably would have been better backwards. Like oh, had really? they started it with that line and it'd be like. Oh my god, this has got to be like a Jaws ripoff. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And then they play it backwards. I actually probably would like the movie better. Yeah. <laughs> Still bad acting, though. But yeah, watch it if you want. Um, I, Just don't get mad at me. <laughs> I, I won't. You've already given me the disclaimer on this one. Yeah, it's Although uh, every time I Google Man Eater, I'm coming up with that um, the girl who tries to find herself through sex. Which, you know, <laughs> good on you. <laughs> but that's not the movie I want to watch. Let's see here. Where's, um, uh, yeah. While you look that up, um, yeah. so the first movie you talked about was Chef, which had Oliver Platt in it. Yes. And then you were talking about this one, which was, um, you know... Um, bad. <laughs> bad. But, like, uh, something that lives in the ocean and kills people. Not really like a monster, but an abnormal yeah. 
Yeah, it's urgency. No. Nikki Whelan. Yeah. You know she sounds... Oh, you see the face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I can yeah. see it. Yeah. I think she may... I mean, I'll have to look this up um, off mic, but I think she may have been the girl from um, Lost and Hurricane Heist. Real quick, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but this this just came up because I'm not a country music person. But mm-hmm. apparently, that that guy, the father, is mm-hmm. Trace Adkins. Fuck. Okay. Uh, I did not know the now. I'm not a country person. I'm sorry. I did not mean no, to no, cut no. you off on that. You find Trace Adkins. Why the movie got money? Yeah, <laughs> it's... Trace Adkins. It's probably around the same time that his song. I think he's the one who did Honky Tonk Donka Donk. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No. But you were talking about Oliver Platt, though. Yes. Yes. So. The, the first movie we talked about was Oliver Platt, and now we were talking about this you know, ocean water monster killer mm-hmm. movie. And the the only thing I can think of until you heard, like, we're going to need a bigger one, I was thinking about Lake Blast the entire time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that uh, had Betty White in it. Yeah. <clears throat> who was keeping the damn thing alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the first Lake Placid is really good. I love yeah. that. It's it's a good old-fashioned monster flick. Yeah. You, uh, Oliver Platt's in it. He plays the crazy billionaire. He's like, I'm just really in love with crocodiles or alligators. I'm like, what do you do? I run a tech firm, but I'm also a zoologist on the yeah. side, I guess. Got um, money, you can get a degree in anything. Right. right? <coughs> um, so, I just remember watching that movie and being like, oh, this is actually really good. I hope they get a sequel. They got three sequels. All bad. Yeah. <laughs> but the first one still holds up to this day. I like yeah. Lake Placid. That what, was it... Bill Pullman? Yeah, Bill Pullman was the yeah. local uh, fishing game person. Yeah, yeah. Oliver Platt was the billionaire scientist. Yeah. Betty White was the lady feeding Just the, the cow by the lake. Yep. <laughs> yep, feeding it. And the love interest, I couldn't have at the time. <laughs> but um, if quick synopsis of Lake Placid, oh, there's a giant alligator. But I, you know, we're in Ithaca, New York. Alligators can't come up this far. And yeah. then Oliver Platt flies in with his helicopter, and he's like, actually, they can. As long as I can breathe, they can survive anywhere. <laughs> You know, loophole. Fuck you. Loophole. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you find out that this gator, which in Florida we can get up to, we can get some pretty big gators. I've seen up to eight. I've seen an eight foot alligator, but there have been reports of 10 and 11 foot alligators yeah. around the state. Um, but this thing was like 20 feet long. <laughs> okay. Almost, yeah. 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 Almost as tall as a human. <laughs> and it was eating live cows like for lunch. <laughs> That's what they do. Yeah. Um, so they find out this giant alligator, and then they have to figure out a way to kill it. Oliver Platt comes up with an idea. It fails. He dies. <laughs> it fails. And then I honestly couldn't tell you the ending. I think they blow it up. <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen that movie. Yeah, if I remember correctly, I think they do. Yeah. I think they do blow it. That's what they do with all like the big creatures. Like, they yeah. just blow it up. Yeah. It's a dinosaur. What are you going to do with it? Shoot it? Stormer is going to blow yeah. it up from the inside. Yeah. Oh, eh, we'll figure that out. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you see Jaws? They just throw a tank in its mouth. Right. Shoot the tank. Did you see Maneater? They just yeah. poured gas on it. <laughs> Maneater just shot with a shotgun repeatedly. <laughs> I mean, it works. <laughs> I don't know that many sharks that keep lunging at you. <laughs> you don't want you to get shot. Usually they go away. I, I think the old myth is you punch it in the nose, they'll, yeah. they'll run away. I can't think... Being shot in the face with a shotgun, it feels less than being punched in the yeah. face by a mortal human. Well, it was out for blood. Oh, of course it was. According to Trace Atkins. <laughs> I did not know that that was who that was. But again, I don't watch. We're talking about know. country and our one country fan isn't here today. <laughs> yeah. Gavin, Texas. Yes. <laughs> and call your friend Trace and tell him never do a movie like that again. Right? Get Garth Brooks <laughs> next time. 
Oh um, man. So yeah, that's I I gave you a movie I loved and a movie I hate, all of which I watched within a span of two days. Nice. So <laughs> um at the time of this recording, the uh, Oscar nominations had um just come out. I yeah. think within the past few days. Mm-hmm. Um and my favorite movie from twenty twenty two swept like most categories they had 11 nominations so congratulations to uh, everything everywhere you have not seen it go watch it it's amazing this this is nominated for best picture and there's a scene where a teenage girl kills a dude by slapping two giant dildos against his head and he just dies nice like his head like caves in that's nominated for best picture of the year all right i want it to win but it's also going up against uh, Whale with Brendan Fraser. Mm. And I heard that one is just a masterpiece of cinema. Yes. Yes, I heard the same thing. I've not seen it. I, yeah. I don't know. If, has it even been fully released yet? It had to have, to have gotten the yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess you're right. I think to be considered for that year's Oscar needs yeah, it has to, to be, be released before yeah. January 1st or something yep. like that. So it probably came out on Christmas Day. Yeah. The Whale. <coughs> yeah. Um, I haven't seen it. It's a very dramatic film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's Brendan Fraser's big return to the big screen mm-hmm. and everybody's saying it's a masterful performance like the years that he's been gone since the mummy mm-hmm. he's just been perfecting his craft alone on a farm in wyoming or something like that like i remember when he left acting he just i read an interview he just went out bought a farm and then he's just been there i How think actors do that yeah probably just being in the limelight could be draining if you're not yeah. just like a giant narcissist even it's so weird they all they all buy a farm yeah. <laughs> it's not many people i mean they may have other houses but yeah. you don't hear of like someone just like like buying an island or something they, they buy they always buy a farm <laughs> i always wondered about that like what what is it about the farm that is well it's multiple square acres that you could electrify the fence and nobody can come <laughs> no i get you. the solidarity of it but okay. i mean you could buy a desert island and live on that i mean and have your own little mini airport on there if you wanted to but i like the farm thing i just was like you want somewhat close to civilization if you buy a desert island in the middle of nowhere god forbid you break your ankle how are you getting to the nearest hospital? Well, you hire people to run the island with you, so you're not alone. I'm not saying you're fully alone. Well, rich people stay rich by not blowing all their money on their private desert island. Yeah. Unless you're Richard Branson. <laughs> and then you just turn it into a million-dollar-a-night hotel. All right, so they ran a little farm on an island. I don't know. I'm just, like, but it's like... But so your gonna... idea is just to start, like, a town. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm yeah. going to buy an island. Yes. I'm going to set up the hospital. There's a school... Or you get residents over yeah. here. Downeysville. Yeah. <laughs> like Robert Downey Jr., Downeysville. Uh, what's the town in Florida that's right near Disney where it was originally built so all the cast members and people who worked at Disney... Like Kissimmee or something? No, no, no. There's a... Our friend Jules knows about it. Okay. Um, there's a town like right outside Kiss, um, Kissimmee or in okay. Orlando that was originally built by Walt Disney to house like executives from Disney and like main people at the Disney World so they didn't have to like travel to Tampa or to Miami to, for work or anything okay. like that. Um, so I'm almost picturing when you get this desert island that's what you're building. Like yes. oh I need the maintenance and the doctors they need a place to live. You yeah. can, here's your town. Yes. My people. <laughs> Literally mine. I pay all of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a big dorm room set up. Right? <laughs> you're on floor three. You, you just wake up and get on your balcony like someone make me breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> You, what are you doing? <laughs> no, they would have a schedule. Okay, listen, you know I'm up at four every day. I want breakfast by six. I want my towels ready by seven. So <laughs> after the gym, I eat breakfast. I go to the, take a shower. Like, I'm paying you good money. All You have one job. Just make sure the towels are ready. That's it. Right. 
That would be me. Next thing you know, you're putting in infrastructure. Well, now you have to buy a grocery store for the people, but then you need to hire people to work at the grocery store. And hey, that's fine. You're the mayor, mayor of Tonyville. Yes. <laughs> yes, I. it's Tonyville. <laughs> Someone give us a lot of money. I want to make this. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I would be the complete opposite. Like, I I don't need to be that far away from people. I just, I would just buy a house on one of the little islands here, like, off, like, that you can get to. When I say yeah. island, I mean, you know, like, I know Siesta Key or something like that. Yeah, or one yeah. of the keys that's closer to this way. Like, I would just buy a piece of property that you could still be secluded. If you wanted, but I don't like being that far away from stuff. Yeah. Like, I like things around me. I like... Sanibel would probably be good for you. Yeah. But I, I, I would just do that. I would, like, if I had insanely sick, like, you know, Elon Musk-type money or something, hmm. I'd basically get part of, like, Indian Rocks Beach and just pay everybody to move out, <laughs> demolish all their homes, and make one big compound for myself. Like, that's I, how I would do it. I want to... I I'll think, pay them generously and find yeah. them another place to live that is equal to what they mm-hmm. wanted. Because, I mean, I've got like almost a trillion dollars, so I can do yeah. that. <laughs> Even in this be... market, I'm sure I can find them a decent place on the water. Right. But that's what I would do. I'd be like, I want this area. I think I would just, I would move to New York City and go to like Central Park South, like the Ritz of the Ritz of New York City. Mm-hmm. Find an apartment building, buy out the top two floors, and like, this is mine. <laughs> and if I want to commune with the general public, I will leave the top penthouse that i have but if i want you to be left alone get through my security and then up to my private elevator and then we can have a conversation you want to be like i want uh, to be alone but also around people at the same time you want to be like alan alden uh in tower heist you want to have that penthouse yes suite. god i fucking hate that movie i, I hate the endings of it. i know i know I just I, that's what it, first when you said that I'm yeah. thinking. That's well, I was I thinking imagined. of Richard Castle from Castle, okay. or Nathan Villian from Castle. No, that would be fun, but see, I just I have no desire to live in New York or up north. Period. So no. for me, it's for me, it's here. Like yeah. I get what you're saying. Like that's your style, and that's that'd be great if I was into the city. I wouldn't mind owning an a, a you know an apartment out there so I could visit when I wanted to go. Yeah, I'm going on vacation. I'm gonna go to the 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 condo in New York City for yeah. a couple of weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so my little vacation home. Yeah. So I would have a, probably a place there. I really don't have much desire to be out in the woods or like be in like the middle. I don't of... like. I don't mind going camping, but we're talking like a weekend tops. Like no, I want to be home by like Monday you, afternoon. Yeah, even if you had like a cabin or something that was like fully mm. equipped, like fully updated. Ever watching Evil Dead? No cabins. Yeah, no cabin in the woods for you. Huh? Nope. Or the new movie that's coming out. Knock on the cabin door. Yes, it looks really good. But also, I'm now staying away from cabins. Yes. <laughs> Also, but, in the movie Cabin in the Woods. What the hell is up with cabins? Yeah, cabins, <laughs> cabins are bad. Cabin Apparently. fever. Yeah. You got the virus out there. <laughs> nope. Major cities for me only. <laughs> I say that going through a pandemic, knowing that that's the worst place to be. There's no statement that ever started with, hey, you guys want to join me at my cabin in the woods that yeah. ended it good. Like, now I've seen every movie about that. I'm good. Yeah. I don't want to get either hacked off by a serial killer. Some supernatural being. Raped by Burt Reynolds. Yeah, raped by Burt. Well, no, Burt Reynolds didn't do the raping. Yeah, he got raped. Or no, Willem no. Dafoe got raped. No. Oh. no it was, uh, what's his name? Uh, the heavier set dude. Uh, uh, it wasn't John Voight. It wasn't Burt Reynolds. Oh, God, I can't think of his name. He was the guy that played in the toy. He's been in a bunch of stuff, but he was the heavier set guy. Oh, okay. More the chubby one. Because <clears throat> he's the one that they wanted to make squeal like a pig. Yep. 
But no, so nothing good ever happens. But I've always heard of people say that they're like, I'd like to get a, like a cabin in, in uh, you know, either in the mountains or in the woods. I'm like, that's where you want to live. Like, this, I would every, like my vacation home yeah. to be like a lake house next to that. And everybody's got their own thing. It's just mm. like for me, I'm. It's just not me. I'm, I've always been like, I want open. Like I want to see what's mm. around me. So that's why I like the beach so much. I can mm. see what's around me. I can <laughs> see. I can open the door. I got ocean. I'm good. I don't need to be. See, I like being in the woods, but for like a weekend trip. Like I don't. Yeah. Oh, I would go on a trip. Yeah. Like with people, but I would never own a place. Like purposely buy a place. Say, hey, this is my place. This is where I retreat to. Yeah. For whenever I would basically I would just go on vacation with friends. That that would yeah. be it. But again, just a long weekend. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going out there for a And the moment says, hey, look at this weird book I found in the basement. Burn it. Yep. Just set that bitch on fire. <laughs> Made by real... Yeah, bind by human flesh. Yep. Just like, put it down <laughs> as I'm pouring gas onto the floor. We're going home. Like, nope. This story ends right now. Anybody ever heard of the Necronomicron X Mortis? Shut up. Don't put, put that away. I, I'm, like, I'm grabbing the gun off the yeah. wall. Like, I'm fixing this. I'm not letting this get out of control. I'll go to jail for uh, murder. I don't care. Cellar door starts popping up. Like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> this ends right now. I was like, unless, starts raining blood. Unless Bruce Campbell is staying with me. Yeah. I ain't going. <laughs> that would be like, Bruce, you know all about this stuff. <laughs> I could just see him. That was a movie. Like, well, you were in it. Fix this. Well, they did a movie like that with him. It's called, oh, yeah. you know, I think I think it's called uh, like, not my my name is Bruce or I thought that was his autobiography or I am Bruce or something. No, it was an actual movie they made too. Well, the book was called The Life of the Chin or Life of a B Movie Actor. No, movie. that's the book. Yeah, but yeah, you know, the movie it was like it's either I am Bruce or my name is Bruce or something. It's about Bruce Campbell. It's about all these kids that are like huge fans of Bruce Campbell. But actual real demon type things oh, really? start happening, so they find him, and he's basically he's like that. He's like, I don't. This, these are movies. He's like, I don't know what to do. With this <laughs> stuff. It's actually a funny movie, but he gets he gets into his Bruce Campbell character. He's I like, like it. his like Ash kind of person, you know, personality. Um, but yeah, you should watch that one if you like Bruce Campbell so I much. Do, I do like Bruce Campbell that much. I do like him? <laughs> I really do. I follow him on Twitter. He's hilarious. Actually, I may I may have that one on DVD still. Oh, that's if you cool. can't find it anywhere else, yeah. I may have it. Let me... Which nowadays, if you can't find something somewhere, that's a problem. Right. Um, I so... want to say it's called My Name is Bruce or or I Am Bruce or something. like. It's it's definitely got his name in it. Bubba Hotep, Army of Darkness, Evil Dead, Ash vs. Evil Dead. New, new good. Bubba Hotep's yeah. good, though, too. Yeah, I've heard about that one. Bubba Hotep. We got a little bit of time. Gotcha. Got about nine minutes there. Ooh. While you try to find it. <laughs> he was in Dead by Daylight. Right. Yeah. He was also oh. in the first, I want to say like the first Maniac Cop or Shut or something like that. Or one of those movies. Probably. I think he might have been in the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. But um, but yeah, so good movies, bad movies. Reliving some other movies. Yeah. <laughs> There's been a lot going on. Right. I'm trying to think though if there was anything else off the top of my head that I've that I recently saw. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I started rewatching the original Spider-Man movie just because it's Sam Raimi's one of yeah. my favorite. And I knew in the second one, Bruce Campbell was we're still on Bruce Campbell for in my mind. Mm-hmm. I knew in the second one he was the maitre D at the theater. Yes. Um, and the third one, he was the bouncer, I think, at the club that they threw. Tobey Maguire out of no 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 in the first one no no in, he, no, in the in third first, one in the third one he was the uh, the maitre d at the restaurant 
okay. where he was going to uh, propose to Mary Jane. Oh, yeah. And then in the second one, he was the usher at the theater. And the first one, he the, was the announcer at the at the wrestling match. Yes. Yeah. And I was re-watching that. I was like, oh, shit, that's Bruce Campbell. I knew he was in this movie, but I couldn't remember where. And yeah. I was like, oh, wow, he looks old. He just, he's, he still looks like Bruce Campbell, but he's not aging gracefully. No. <laughs> I think he's like, I'm fucking Bruce Campbell. I'll do whatever the hell I want. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and he does. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's Bruce Campbell. <clears throat> he seems like the type of guy who would just be fun to go grab a beer with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think he'd be I think he'd be like the real just regular guy. Yeah. Like, he'd be like, you know, if someone came up to him and asked her, he'd be like, yeah, thank you so much. Like, he'd be appreciative for fans, but at the same time, he could probably just sit there and talk to you over some chicken wings about whatever. Right. Not even just, like, movies. You'd be like, oh, yeah, you guys watch the Giants game? The pieces of shit. They yeah, lost yep. me 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> but well, this guy named Hopper here at the bar, and now he won't leave me alone. Well, when you brought up Sam Raimi, so on that on that chef show that John Favreau did on Netflix, um, one of the guest stars is Sam Raimi. Oh, okay. They cook with Sam Raimi, or they're showing him. They also have, like, one with Robert, Rodney, blah, Robert Rodriguez. Oh, okay. So it's a whole bunch of different people. The guy who directed the, the movie I'll Never See. Yes. 100 years. Yep. All right. Oh, he's on the list. He's on the list. <laughs> Him and John Malkovich, one of them has a copy of that movie, yep. and I'll be damned if I'm not going to see this movie. <laughs> May also go to prison for a couple of years, but damn it, I'll watch it. But the funny thing, the funny thing, I'm just going this back to This is going to be evidence of my trial. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing, going just back, back to that show real quick, though, and there's one scene I hadn't thought about it because we're talking about Spider-Man and stuff like that is... Uh, they have the Gwyneth Paltrow in there on, mm. on one of the episodes, and he said, we call this, like, the, the Pepper Pots. They're making a dish. They named it the Pepper Pots for <laughs> And so they're making the dish, and they're talking. John's talking about, you know, they talk about their experiences on set and stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, that was, like, you know, in, in Spider-Man. And she just does this thing. She's like, Spider-Man? And he's like, yeah. He's like, when you had the scene, when we had the scene in Spider-Man, he's like, she's like, I wasn't in Spider-Man. He's like, yeah, you were. Like, you can see it's like yeah. a real conversation. Like, she did not remember she was in. Because she had that small role at the very end. Oh, yeah, The yeah, Homecoming yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Where he's he just says he's not going to be an Avenger. He doesn't take the suit. Yeah. and But he's like, no. He's like, it's Spider-Man. She's like, no, I was in the Avengers. He's like, you were also in the ends. He's like, remember Tom Holland, you, me, I was going there. He denied the suit. She's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but just the look on his face. She's like, I was in Spider-Man. What are you doing? He's like, no. You were in Spider-Man. He's like, I know. I was there with you. I directed that scene. <laughs> uh, it's just so funny to watch. The opposite end of the spectrum, there's an interview with Keanu Reeves done by, I think it's a YouTuber, but who has enough clout to actually interview uh, actors. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, so your new movie, Bill and Ted, um, it's coming out. This is the, the newer Face one. Face the music. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't remember the subtitle. And he's like, your character... Um, uh, Bill does this, this, and this, and Keanu Reeves is like, my character's name is Ted. <laughs> and the guy just gets up and walks away. And Keanu Reeves just grabs the microphone and is like, that was a great interview. And then just go. He also just... <laughs> well, what else are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> you can't, even if you try to reel back from that, you know during the interview he's like, you remember I'm Keanu Reeves too, right? By the way. <laughs> like, you know he's going to dig on him constantly. Yep. <laughs> Once you fuck up that badly, like, oh, that's bad. <laughs> He was really good sport about it. And the guy, oh, yeah. you could see, just visibly died. Like, this is, <laughs> I made my this out of my career, and I can't remember who Keanu Reeves plays in a movie. Make a note of that. Yeah. So when we're doing interviews this year. We write down actors <laughs> and their characters. See, that's the beauty of uh, meeting up people that we don't really know. Like, yeah. There's no things that we have to worry about really knowing. Yeah. <laughs> just... 
If we ever meet Keanu Reeves, he played Ted. <laughs> and Bill was played by the other guy. I can't remember his name at the moment. Oh, it's, um, uh, oh, fuck. Uh, Alexander Winter. Yes. Alex Winter. Alex Winter. Yep. Um, yeah, so just mental note, if we ever interview Keanu Reeves, he plays Ted, and Alex Winter plays Bill. William something Esquire the third. Bill S. Preston. Bill S. Preston. Esquire. And, yeah. And he is Ted Theodore Logan. And together yeah. they are Wild Stallions! <laughs> All right, we got a few minutes left. Any any final thoughts before we end this uh, episode? Even though you know it's been, actually it went by pretty quick. Even, yeah, you know, still miss Gavin though. Yeah, yeah. you know, sure. We he will resurrect in two weeks. Yes. <laughs> we really wish we had him for that Trace Adkins movie. We'll have to talk to him about it. <laughs> yeah. I'll bring it back up because I'll give him an iteration, a shorter one this time, right? <clears throat> of uh, how bad it is, and <laughs> you know, if you watch it beforehand, you can help me out with that. Yes. <laughs> You got a boat? We're going to need, need a bigger, bigger one. one. <laughs> oh, God. God. And on uh, that note, right. that's about all the time we have. Uh, thank you all for joining us in uh, just really talking random uh, yeah. new stuff we saw recently. So until next time and until we have Gavin with us for Movie Talks and Chill, we're your hosts. I'm Tony Serrano. I'm Patrick Wall. All right. Gavin, we miss you. Talk to you then. Wake up! Later. <laughs> Take care. Don't forget, guys, you can visit us at our website, movietalksandchill.com, email us at talktous at movietalksandchill.com, or find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Movie Talks and Chill. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. Talk to you then. Theme music for our podcast was composed, arranged, and performed by Paul the Rock.